If you're looking to host a gathering, a work event, maybe a little holiday get-together, some music, some photographs, good photo studio right on the Riverwalk. Boy, it'd be great if when you did it, the snow was falling. It'd be beautiful down there because they have floor-to-ceiling windows, and they all open up to the outside if you want them to. But that's Northern Lights Event Venue, beautiful place right on the Milwaukee Riverwalk. And whether you want to host a, say, a rehearsal dinner, if you're starting to look towards 2024, if you want to do a birthday party, music, I mean, whatever it happens to be, and uh, catering some food, they can do all of that for you. Dinners, weddings, photo shoots, business events, they've got it all for 100 or less people. And it's a great, great, great spot right on the Milwaukee River, right on the Riverwalk. Go to northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Going to be talking with Dan Casper here uh, in just a moment. Oh, but we got him standing by. Dan Casper, W-A-Y-Y in Eau Claire, hanging out with us. Dan, how you doing, pal? Doing well. We just uh, handed out almost 100 turkeys for some families in need for Thanksgiving. So we just wrapped that up. Doing well, man. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good community service by you. Now, was that uh, an AYY thing, or that was it a full Midwest family thing out there? Full Midwest family thing. It kind of kicks off our uh, best holiday ever. Uh, we're going to do a toy drive in a couple weeks, and then week after that, December 13th, I'm taking 10 kids Christmas shopping for them and their families. So kind of a nice oh, kickoff awesome. today. That's awesome. Good stuff for you. Um, so I, I do want to start off. Give me your opinion of what you've seen specifically the last couple of weeks out of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, maybe a little bit of optimism, uh, maybe a little bit of some growth from some of these youngsters, Jaden Reed, uh, Dontavian Wicks, maybe a little bit more solid play from, from Jordan Love there. I think we just want to see a little bit more consistency from everybody, but you know, I think from, from the last couple of weeks, there's probably, I would imagine, a little bit more confidence, maybe. Um, otherwise, I think the biggest thing that uh, we've seen from the last couple of weeks is just this growth from these young Honestly, that's kind of what I wanted to see uh, from a few weeks ago when we were, you know, after Denver and everything wasn't looking that great. And we just wanted to see something that's, you know, getting better, continuing to stack success. And I think from now, from what we've seen so far, you're starting to maybe get a little bit of a glimpse of that so far. Uh, let's let's take it to the opposite side. Let's say this team, as banged up as they are, they go in and they get just boat raced by a very physical, strong Lions team. The headline on Thursday into Friday will be a banged up Packers team gets beaten or the Packers go back and revert to same old, same old. What, what, I mean, I, give me your thoughts on that. I think the probably the easy headline is going to be that the Packers revert, you know, to what their struggles were just a few weeks ago, uh, especially if it's like a defensive side where, you know, Joe Barry, like you like to say, is dying by a thousand cuts, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's if it's a performance like that, it's going to go back to go. Back. I mean, you know, not to be a poo poo about the game on Sunday, too, but, you know, let's be real. Chargers kind of helped out Green Bay defensively with some drop balls and, Keenan Allen dropping it at the goal line and uh, Austin Eckler fumbling it at the goal line too. And and I know every game, every sport, you know, you need a little bit of luck too, but you know, let's, let's that defense and Joe Barry got a little bit of help because of the chargers too. Uh, the question I've been asking all day is how big of a game is this? And I say this, and I don't know if you've heard, but I just say this because one, this is the team that knocked you out last year Two, They just beat your ass in front of your hometown mm-hmm. fans and their fans infiltrated Lambeau field just at the beginning of the season. And three, 
if you win this game or if you are really competitive, you look at the softer portion of the schedule once you get past Kansas City, I think nine wins puts you in the postseason. Now, I'm not going to say they're a postseason team, but it certainly then puts you in the discussion as you're the first team out right now listed in the NFC just behind the Minnesota Vikings. If you play well but lose, I know there's no moral victories, but it may give you inspiration to say we built off the last two weeks. We now went toe-to-toe with a really good team in, in the division and in the league or in the conference. There's so much riding on this game, I think, Packers-wise come Thursday. Do you agree? 100% I agree, Ed, and you're right because, uh, you know, at 4 o'clock this morning I was already doing the NFL playoff machine and picking every game to see what what it would take for Green Bay to get there. And, and you're right, it's it's not that out of the realm. And you know, I think from a standpoint, too, of Dan Campbell's kind of owned the, the Packers the last couple of years. You know, it just they've mm-hmm. gone in, they've punched him in the mouth, they've played more physical. And I think from that standpoint, too, if, if the Packers get – dominated on Thanksgiving and it's just you know like you said where they get out physical you're going to have that talk about can Matt LaFleur can the Packers beat Dan Campbell and and these Lions just like you know it used to be for the Packers going up against the Lions so I think you hit it on the head it's a huge confidence game you win this game and you look at that last few games outside of the Kansas City game there's a really really good shot I think for Green Bay to kind of sneak in that postseason and maybe kind of be like the Lions from last year where you know, the Lions didn't make the postseason, but they had that confidence and, and that swagger and all that hype in the offseason that this was a team to watch. And look how well they're doing right now. Talking with Dan Casper, sportscaster, director at WAYY, listening to us in Eau Claire. And I, so go back to the the offensive side of the football. We have seen, obviously, the, the problems of Christian Watson, the 50-50 balls has not necessarily panned out. I thought a couple of weeks ago it was starting to make progress, but it just it, it's not. He did get a touchdown. He did get open. The deep ball seems to be still problematic. But give me your thoughts on the overall passing game of this team right now. Uh, I think it looks like a very inexperienced uh, passing group. And honestly, to me, that's one of the downfalls that that Goody had over the years was not ha- keeping that that covered full and fully stocked. Ted Thompson always did that. He made sure Aaron Rodgers had somebody next up in, in, that, in that wide receiving group. And this year, it just looks like a very inexperienced team. But you got guys I think are are starting to to grow with Jordan Love, and they're getting a little bit more confident. They're getting a little bit better each week. Dontavian Wicks to me has been one of the nice big surprises so far this year. Before the season started, I was really high on Jaden Reed. I wanted him to be a guy that was utilized all across the field, backfield, outside, inside, that sort of stuff. And just to see these guys continue to grow. And Romeo Dobbs, I know he's not putting up a lot of the yards receiving-wise, but he's becoming a red zone threat for Jordan Love. They, they still got a lot of room to improve, a lot of room to, to kind of get better and more consistent. But I think there's there's some positivity and there's some – there's some good stuff to, to kind of keep forward or kind of keep watching in the future. So uh, I, I want to look at the, the run game because I know that uh, the offensive line changes and play kind of, which was really weird, by the way. I don't know how much attention you paid to it, but I, the, the jostling of the offensive line in front of Jordan Love. Now, granted, they've all played together at one point or another, but the jostling of the offensive line and Matt LaFleur to say, I want to create competition, which then also has an effect on the run game. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. It does make a, a lot of things confusing up front, especially with the communication and the nonverbal communication up front. I think it makes everything a lot more difficult, especially with, with a younger group. And, and I know he's always said the five best will play, 
But I feel like the the competition part should have been a little bit, you know, maybe earlier in the season or even in training camp and off season. So I'm all about the the five best should play. But what we're in week 10, 11, 12, whatever the heck it is, and we're talking about you know building a competition on offensive line that doesn't to me personally I, I i don't necessarily care for for that or hearing something like that i mean that's an issue that's definitely got to be addressed i think in the off season Bacciari is not coming back with that contract hit um you know Bacciari is probably going to be out too maybe looking for a starting spot somewhere else so the, the the offensive line is just a big question mark and honestly guys probably haven't stepped up and played to that level that that Goody or, or LaFleur or the Packers expected them to do this year. Uh, I want talk about the run game and where they're at right now. No Aaron Rodgers, AJ Dillon's banged up. You're bringing back other guys. I mean, it's like, wow, it's, it's not good. I don't, I don't know what the Packers are going to do coming up this Thursday, but uh, you know, did they make a mistake in paying Aaron Jones more money as, as fragile as he seems to have been this year? It's, you know, hindsight's 2020 in that aspect. Um, you know, you kind of wonder as he's starting to hit that wall at his age, you know, getting to that 30-year-old mark. He is a little bit, you know, of a smaller frame than a lot of these running backs. He's taken quite a quite a big uh, or quite a few big hits uh, so far this year. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily a mistake to, to give him that, but it does kind of go back to before the season when we heard those Jonathan Taylor trade rumors about Green Bay possibly being interested in him. And, and maybe kind of told us a little bit more about what Goody and what the Packers thought about their depth at, at that running back position, not only for this year, but, you know, for, for the next few years here. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting. Patrick Taylor, you know, coming back, maybe we see Jaden Reed, you know, leading the team in rushing again, like he did against the Chargers, which probably isn't the greatest thing to do. But uh, I, this is where I think I put a lot of pressure on Matt LaFleur to, to get creative with that, uh, with that play call sheet, with that game plan. And, and try to give the Lions something that they're not prepared for, although that's probably going to be a pretty difficult task at this point. Uh, defensively speaking, uh, the defense has played better. Uh, the last two drives uh, against the Chargers, they had nine plays, and they held the Chargers to negative four yards. Uh, I know people still want to see Joe Barry gone, but is the fact that this defense playing better has given people pause for second thoughts as to whether or not to get rid of Joe Barry? I think Joe Barry is – still going to be you know for for fans he's still that that bullseyes on him that on him he could probably hold Barry Sanders to negative one yards rushing and there'd still be a lot of Packers fans that still want Joe Barry gone um you know you, you kind of look at it I think they still want to see his defense be a little bit more aggressive um uh, you know you look at those corners and, and what they've done without Jair you've got a a rookie seventh rounder starting and you've got Ballantine a practice squad guy starting you got to give the tip of the cap to, to him for the job that he has been doing. But I think Packers fans just have it set in their mind that right now that he, he's got to go. They want somebody somebody that's willing to take some more chances, being consistent at stopping the run too. So I, I don't know, honestly, how much from a fan standpoint Joe Barry could do to change that narrative. But please would not surprise me, and I know Packers fans are going to like not like hearing this. If he continues to – this defense continues to play well. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Barry's back next year. That would uh, that just made a lot of people wince, to be honest with you. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, special teams wise, uh, are you sold on Anders, Anders Carlson? Do you think he's just ran into a couple of bumps, or do you think that this has been a massive mistake? 
No, I think he's just a guy that's running into some rookie yips. I mean, he started off the season so well, and I think we all had a mindset right away. It was going to be up and down, especially what we saw, you know, in training camp practices and such. And then he begins the season nailing some long kicks, missed one. Then he gets the jinx. You know, it was going to be an up and down year for a rookie kicker. I don't think, you know, it, it, it was a massive mistake or anything like that. He's going to be their kicker going into the offseason next year. Maybe they bring in a veteran for a little competition, even though Goody said last year that's not something that crossed their mind. But honestly, I think Anders is just that rookie kicker right now, kind of going through a little bit of a struggle. And, uh, you know, Packers historically, too, have always backed their kickers. So I wouldn't expect – I wouldn't think any any moves or anything like that for the kicker. Uh, you tell me who wins and why on Thursday. Detroit wins – because they, um, they're they just aggressive getting after Jordan Love with that defensive front. And the off. Detroit has a really good offensive line. I just don't know if Joe Barry's going to be able to dial up a pressure to get after Jared Goff. He can throw picks. We saw him throw three picks against the Bears this past weekend. If they can make him uncomfortable, then possibly. But I just I don't know if that Green Bay team – can get in that red zone and consistently put up touchdowns. So I hate to say it, but I think, uh, I, I think Detroit wins it. Yeah. I, I kind of am leaning in that direction as well. Although I just want to see something good out of the Packers. I want to see them expound upon what they did the last couple of games. If they do that, I'll feel a little bit better, but if they, they get boat raced and all of a sudden we go back to the same issues, the penalties, the drop passes, the bad thrown balls, the inability to tackle, then I kind of throw my hands in the air and go, what the hell did we just witness over the last couple of weeks? I would agree. Dan, always a pleasure. Great job on the turkeys and uh, taking people to Thanksgiving dinners. And uh, it's just awesome stuff you guys do out there. And uh, tell Lynn I said hi, too, okay? Will do, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Dan Casper, sportscaster, sports director, WAYY in Eau Claire. He's got the uh, Man Cave show that he does out there, all that kind of good stuff. Dan's always great to talk to. Good, good stuff from Dan Casper. Um Excuse me. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. And if you have somebody in your life that's coming up with a gift idea and you can't figure it out, what the hell to get them, but they have the need for speed. They're all about it. Car guys, motorcycle guys, drag guys, whatever it happens to be. Great Lakes Dragaway, Union Grove, Wisconsin, the oldest continuously operating drag track in the world. In the world. Season passes on sale 262 302 2138. 262 302 2138. Or go to Great Lakes Dragaway. Dot com. they got a lot of good stuff coming up in 2024. GreatLakesDragaway.com. I've often thought, too, what they should have, we get a big snowfall, and they should have, like, dragsters with snow plows or big burly trucks with snow plows, how fast they can plow the track. That would be really cool. Then at least it keeps you going all throughout the winter months. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. More than Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craft 
craftsmanship of Pella windows and doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, continuing on. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear a little bit from Jaden Reed. Wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. That's coming up. I want to get back into uh, the question of the day, and that is, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on um, uh, what are your thoughts on the game this coming weekend? Uh, Rick says, just a few comments. Uh, Packers dodge a few bullets with huge drops in the Chargers game on Sunday. That pass MVS could not hang on to last night was a 1-10 for anybody. He was pretty stretched out. It wasn't as easy as it looked on TV. Yes, he got both hands of the ball, but it was not like it was thrown right into the breadbasket on Jordan Love while he appears to have comprehension of all the plays and what he needs to be uh, to do and needs to be done, he needs to stop hopping up and down when he drops back to pass the ball. He also needs to get back in the pocket faster so he is set up to deliver the pass. His passes need to have more zip on them. They're all floaters, both short and long. Just look at the bomb to Mahomes that he threw to MVS last night on 4th and 25. That pass, uh, that pass caught there was no air underneath either of them. The 4th and 25 was an easier catch. Uh, than the bomb was to MVS, but both of them had real zip on them. You can see what a real quarterback's arm looks like. On Sunday, that bomb he threw uh, underthrew, and even the winning touchdown had way too much air underneath it. I still don't like the plays that are being called. At least Sunday, they finally threw two people in the middle of the field, and uh, they just need to have Jordan Love under center a little bit more. And one back and two tight end sets go that way and move the sticks. That's from Rick. Rick, appreciate the email. That ball to MVS last night was perfect. It couldn't yeah, have been thrown yeah. any better. That could not have been thrown any better. I mean, in yeah, it, it hit him. I mean, I get it. He was stretched out, but it was right there. But, and but what, it, what, what happened was it slipped out of his hands as he went to pull it in. It popped up on his shoulder pad. That's do, all it was. Do we, want, do we want these? Here's what we need to decide. Do we want these quarterbacks to lead the receiver? and lead them into the end zone and, and let them keep running because they're going to have to stretch out for that. And that's what we want of Jordan Love, right? Do we want him to stretch out? Because that's that's a perfect throw for Mahomes. I, I did notice last mm-hmm. night, Bill, that deep bomb to Devontae Smith from Jalen Hurts, that was a little underthrown. It was caught, but if that leads Devontae Smith, that takes him right into the end zone. So I, I know we nitpick Jordan Love and his, his deep ball accuracy a lot, and, and rightfully so. He hasn't been close on a lot of them. But it's not like there's a lot of other quarterbacks out there lighting it up in the deep passing game right now. Offense is a struggle right now in 2023. Yeah. 
Uh, Randy says, let's take a look at this because people love to bash Jordan Love. Let's talk about how he stacks up against Jalen Hurts. Not terribly different. The completions are worse, yes, but Hurts has more offensive weapons. So when do you stack the numbers up? He is not as uh, bad as the MVP candidate. Uh, Hurts has 68.5% completion percentage. Jordan Love is 10 percentage points lower than that. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Stop it. The whole thing about the comparison. Let me ask you this. If you right now were to start a team today, you're taking Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love. It's like when people compare his numbers to Aaron Rodgers. Who are you going to take take right now? Would you take Jaron, Aaron Rodgers? If you had to win a championship in three years, you could take Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. And some will say, well, Aaron Rodgers can't win a championship. Remember, he had bad defenses years they went to an NFC championship game. The one year against... Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I agree. He didn't play great, but I'm not going by that. Are, are, are you take, would, would you take Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love? I, just, I, I can go through any list right now. Any list. And we may differ on a couple, but in the grand scheme of things, when you look at some of the top offenses in the league and the top passers in the league, Stop with the comparison of strictly the number and go by what you see in the eyeball test. Yeah, right. I agree with many people that the the wide receiving core is young and inexperienced. That will come, and I'm anxious to see what that does. But when I watch a guy like Jalen Hurts scramble to his right on the outside and throw an absolute laser, and then I see Jordan Love throw. I'm not knocking Jordan Love. He just uh, don't tell me about the big arm and all the speed and the strength and this and that. He can get it done in different ways. But if you're going to look at a comparable MVP possibility versus what he's going through right now, it's not even close. It's not even close. It just it it, it drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. The completion percentage is what matters. There's a lot of bad balls that have been thrown this season. Some of them on, the, on, on behalf of the receivers. Some of them on behalf of Jordan Love. Let him grow. But stop comparing him to guys that are in the running for an MVP. It doesn't make sense. And it actually it makes you look really stupid. You're going to have a couple of good games. You're going to have a couple of bad games. But let the guy grow. And I said it earlier this week. He can't win a season in a game. Just see where it all shakes out. The early point, he wins a couple of games. You look good in a couple of games, and suddenly everybody wants to throw the comparison. Three weeks ago, nobody was comparing him to anybody that was worthy. He gets a couple of decent games, and you're like, oh, I told you so. Shut up. Stop. Wait till the end of the season. I said, I, and I've been the biggest critic. I said, I'll wait till the end of the season. I know where I'm leaning, but I'll wait till the end of the season. Because you just don't know how this team's going to develop. But all of this comparison crap and this garbage, when people start to email me this, it's, it's laughable. Because the number one thing that I said I would look at at the beginning of the season was what? It wasn't the yardage. It wasn't the touchdowns. It wasn't the, it wasn't the picks. None of that. The number one thing I was looking at was completion percentage. Number one. Because I want to see if he's putting balls in places that only his guys can get it. And if they drop it, they drop it. So you take the drops at the end of the season, you add those back in, and you look at the completion percentage. And he still, even with the drops, if you go by the average drops in the National Football League, and everybody has them, so you can't say take all of his drops away and everybody else has drops. you got to say instead of 14 or 15 or 16, you go back down to 10 or 9. Even if you add those in, he's still at only 60%. That's not good. 
to be considered one of the best, you have to be like 63 to 67% unless you're doing incredible things along the way. And like I said the other day, there has not been one, not one damn moment this season. Maybe when he's done it with his legs, but beyond that, I we used to get those moments with Favre all the time and with Rodgers all the time. And I hate to do this in the comparison, but you knew what you saw with really good quarterbacks. I did it last night with, Jay, with Jalen Hurts. I've done it with Patrick Mahomes, whether it's the sidearms or the quick flips or the shovels going down and throwing a ball to a receiver when he, only he could get it to somebody. You see this on the regular. Josh Allen's been able to do it. He's been good and bad, but Josh Allen does it. Other Tua has done it. But I have not looked at one moment where I went, wow, that was impressive. Now, I've looked at moments where I've said, yeah, he's got some zip on the ball. That was a nice pass. But I, excuse me, I have not had one moment this season, not one, that I can circle or remember in my head that I said, damn, that was amazing. There hasn't been. It's just been growth. Give me a little bit of growth. But stop with the number comparison. It makes you look stupid, like you're willing something that just hasn't happened yet. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show, we continue on. Good to have you on board. 877-867-1670. Let's see here. Um, Randy says, well, the difference of completions is the two Pro Bowl receivers and Phillies. How many are here? Do you really believe that's it, Randy? Do you really believe that's it? And I know I compared love, not his numbers. I compared moments. That was it. I'm not sitting down every week, and I'm not comparing his numbers to what Aaron Rodgers was his first couple of years or first couple of games or his first seven games in the season. That's not what I did, John. What I said was is I'm looking for the moments, and I compared them also to Patrick Mahomes. I compared him to Jalen Hurts. I compared him to C.J. Stroud. I can go through the list of quarterbacks that have played extremely well. Would you take Stroud or, or Jordan Love right now? Because Stroud doesn't have a bunch of Hall of Famers or Pro Bowlers either. So, Randy, give me that. Give, give me why he would be better than C.J. Stroud if you want to go there. You're comparing him to, to, to Jalen Hurts. I, compare him to C.J. Stroud. Stroud's not throwing to Pro Bowlers. Stroud's causing his team to win games. He's been nothing short of amazing, and he's got incredible arm strength. It's not a comparison. It's just not. And I know everybody compared Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre. I understand it. But Rodgers, you saw it. You could see it behind closed doors. Rodgers, with a flick of a wrist, could get a ball 70 yards downfield. We've seen it. 50 yards easy. Are you really going to compare what we've seen out of Jordan Love to the Hall of Famers and the guys that are considered MVP candidates at this point? Are you really going to go there? Is there are you wishing it? Are you hoping it? Or what? Why? 
or do you are you just trying to talk yourself into something? Because you'd have to be one of the most ignorant football fans to say that's what you see on the football field, ever to walk the face of the earth. I just don't get it. Is he gotten better? Absolutely. But don't put him on that level. Uh, Wolfman says, have you noticed the evolution uh, in Dylan's game? What do you think is causing the improvement? The fact that he's about out of a job? The fact that people were killing that guy? The fact that he, you know, was looking as if you looked at his numbers. They were terrible. And this is a guy that's supposed to be big and strong and grinding out yardage and short yardage situations and picking up first downs and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, John says, what makes Stroud so much better? Have you wa- Just watch Stroud, John. Just watch. I'm not going to sit here and argue all day with you about C.J. Stroud. Just watch him. Go back, go to NFL Rewind or whatever, and just watch a couple of games. Watch him throw. Watch him move. Watch his command in the pocket. Watch his footwork. That's what makes him so much better. I mean, I, I, I can sit here and point out a bunch of different plays, but it, it, just go watch him. You can just look at the eyeball test. I'm not saying Jordan Love's terrible. That's not what I'm saying. But this comparison that he's, he's one of the elite quarterbacks, you're an idiot to think that. He's not. But yet that's where you want to put the, set the bar? It's like, no. All you got to do is be serviceable or better and get a really good defense around him, and I think the team can win games. Is he going to be the future of this team? I don't know. We'll have to wait for the rest of the season to kind of play out. I think a lot is going to be determined and a lot is going to be looked at and felt after the game on Thursday. Either you're going to say we saw progress and he's continued to progress or it's going to, it's going to regress and you're going to say, well, he looked better against two bad teams. Pete says Stroud uh, has definitely some wow throws when I watch the game this Sunday. I'm telling you, you can just watch certain guys. Watch, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's got a lot of talent around him, but watch Brock Purdy throw a football. You know, you can see it. Oh, here we go, all the excuse makers. Love has zero run game and needs one more wide receiver would be a huge offense draft. He has not had zero run game. It's it's not a great run blocking offensive line, but he's not had zero run game. He For the time he's had him, it's been decent with Aaron Jones, but they have also not been able to run the ball consistently. I think the plays have been slow to develop. I think the play action, specifically in the hand fakes, while it was good at the beginning of the season, has tailed off. I mean, there's a lot of things I can look at and I can pick, and I can, but it, it just sounds like I'm nitpicking to nitpick, but it's all these things that add up. You know? What is the ref- record difference if we have Stroud? Probably two more wins. They probably win that game in Atlanta. That I can say. Probably win that game in Atlanta. Um... Probably beat the Broncos. Probably beat the Raiders. Maybe three more wins. Probably more competitive against the Vikings. And probably beat the Steelers. Three or four more wins. They lost to the Lions 34-20. They got boat racing. It wasn't even that close. They should have won that game against Atlanta. Time management, some bad play calls. Some bad passes looked ugly. They could have beat the Raiders. 
Broncos, they probably win that game, even though the Broncos now are on this roll, but they still could have won. They lost 1917. Two or three more wins, in my estimation. And uh, John says, we win the game in Atlanta if Carlson makes the kick. They didn't even run him out there. They chose to punt early on, remember. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll break and we'll come back and we'll hear more from Jaden Reed inside the uh, Packers locker room from yesterday in that sense. And uh, then we uh, got the top of the hour we'll get to. And, and the next hour we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to do some uh, buy or sell. And then the, the last half hour of the program is going to be all looking around the rest of the NFL and starting to make our picks, including the first three that come up on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, automotive, their trucks, they've got commercial. They're all over the state of Wisconsin with RV dealerships. Uh, in the south, southern portion, really, for the most part, of automobiles and trucks and commercial vehicles. And people drive from all over because their deals are pretty good, whether it's Madison, Stoughton, Barnevelt, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville, even in Milwaukee, they have a couple of locations now. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. And even the one in Madison, where if you have less than stellar credit, they can help you out as well. Again, go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. That's shopcunis.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 2023 Packers getting ready to head out on the road. The first time Green Bay has played on uh, on Thanksgiving since they hosted the Bears in 2015 and the first time at Detroit since 2013. And Thursday is going to be the 22nd meeting between the Packers and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. That's the most in the NFL, by the way. The Lions and Bears, number two, they have 19 games. So, and uh, Packers trying to uh, just go over and, and play well. They've got uh, on the play-by-play, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi will be uh, all there. So, the full full boat 
from Fox on this one. So looking forward to it. I'm, look, I'm looking forward. Don't forget a reminder, the Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following the game on Thursday. We'll, we will be uh, taking your calls and getting your reaction big time as the Packers take on the, uh, the Lions at uh, Ford Field. So excited about that. But we're going to be here. Hopefully you are as well. Hopefully you're enjoying your day and you're enjoying your, you know, your, uh, your, your pies and your cookies and, you know, turkeys and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're going to be here helping you out, get through all of that, especially if it's a, a crazy game in one way, shape, or form. There you have it. Uh, this is from Dick. Dick says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, people are getting so upset because we won't accept Jordan Love as the next coming. It's like they're out to prove that everybody's wrong but them. Can't we just let this guy develop and see what he actually is before all of a sudden everybody's putting a label on him? I, that's what I I appreciate that. Yes, thank you, Dick. I, I again, you know my position. I was not a fan of the, the pick, more so of the timing of it than it was just the player chosen. Never thought he was going to be the guy and the third successive Hall of Famer to come into Green Bay and all that kind of stuff. And he, to be honest, he doesn't have to be, you know. You can win with a really, really stout defense, good offensive line, and some good run game, right? You can do that. So all he has to be is a decent deliverer of the football. He doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer. But it's like people are so – people that are in the I hope Jordan Love is the real deal or I couldn't wait to get rid of Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love and I'm going to prove it to everybody, that's where the numbers come from. Yeah, they're very similar, but when you look at the completion percentage and to the eyeball test, when we for somebody who watches them, and I've seen them in person numerous times now throughout this season, you know, we're at every damn game, for gosh sakes. It's – he just – it's kind of like when you watch two running backs. One running back, he, man, he's got quickness. He's got cut. He's got juke. He's got all the moves. He's got the ability to read the hole. And the other running back, just he runs just as hard, but there's just something there that you just you see, and he just he doesn't got it, you know. And you you know which one you'd rather ride with. I just look at Jordan Love, and I'm like, he's developing, and there's some good things there, and but just let it play out. Just let it play out. I, I people are too quick to declare one way or the other, you know. I still think there's going to be some kind of a quarterback competition in camp coming in the next season. You know, we're what, 10 games into this thing now? 10 games in. Three years and 10 games in the system, and we're just now starting to kind of go, oh, okay, maybe there's something there. So that's why it's kind of like I'm, I know which way I'm leaning, but I'm not condemning it. But people are just so quick to just say, see, I told you so. So it's like, let it play out. Do you get a lot of this stuff on your show too, Grant? I haven't done a lot of beating my chest with Jordan Love, so I, I just don't do a lot of arguing. I'm just kind of vibing and seeing what he turns into. There's, what, seven yeah. games left? That's so many games. That yeah. is so many games left to see more of him. So I'm going to take advantage of that. Okay, for, for example, let's just say we, we sit here and we say we're going to watch the seven games. What if he gets dump trucked in the next two but looks really good against the bad teams? Then what's your decision? That's interesting. The The first Lions game is so tough because the Packers O-line got blown off the ball from the first right. snap. Like Jordan Love was not ready for the blitz. That team was not ready for what Detroit threw at him. So if it's more of that, I think I would be more critical of the O-line 
and maybe the coaching staff than Jordan Love. It depends on what it looks like. But if they get absolutely blasted by the Lions and the Chiefs and it's, you know, 42 to 10, that'll really suck. I, I hope mm-hmm. that they acquit themselves nicely the next two weeks. If if nothing else, just look good. Just make it competitive right. and, and have it be a real football game. I That's kind of where I'm at. I just I I'm I'm looking to just see to just see where they're at. I that's it. Nothing more. And I you know again, I hope they win. I hope they play extremely well, but I'm just looking to see before anything else. I don't know. So many people are quick to proclaim something. It's just like let it let it play out for guys sake. Uh 877-867-1670. Uh, Amy says uh, too many people are willing to put their lives on Jordan Love, whether to succeed or fail. I don't know why Packers fans have to make a decision today. Um, I'd agree. I can't argue with that. I don't think people are looking to make a decision. I think people want to become harmonious. Okay, here's, here's the other question. And I'll go back to, what was it, Robert or Roger, whoever emailed me a little while ago and uh, had the question about all of this. So here, here's, my, here's my question. So, uh, Rick, I'm sorry, Rick. He, he gave me the bullet points and such and said, here's the numbers. Okay, so what? So what? So do you want us when bad passes happen or passes with way too much air under them happen, balls that are underthrown, overthrown, ball, you know, just then what? Do we not, are you not allowed to complain about it anymore because the numbers are very similar to a guy that's considered for an MVP? What? What do you want to happen? What, what does that prove? Do you want me to suddenly go, oh, he's the guy, and then we can all agree, and everybody feels better about themselves? That's what I don't know. That's what I don't know. Steve says, happy Thanksgiving week. As far as the Packers versus the Lions concerned, I think there are two keys to the game. The Packers O-line, they have to do a much better job against Aiden Hutchinson and crew. Uh, I would hope that LaFleur has Sean Ryan at the ready if and when Runyon begins to falter. I don't know what they have against Ryan, but when he played, he has played pretty well, in my opinion. Sean Ryan last year had the PED. They were pissed off. This year came in, I don't know what it was, came in kind of flashy, had the big, long, blonde hair, looked like a wrestler more than a football player, and then decided to say, I'm going to shut my mouth, cut my hair, kind of straighten up, and he has been all about football ever since. Could he possibly be a decent third-round draft choice? Think about that for a minute. Could he be the guy that all of a sudden breaks the curse of the third-round draft choice? Uh, they have a slow. Uh, they have to slow the pass rush down, and somebody uh, needs to find a semblance of a running game at some point. Uh, the Packers secondary cannot continue to give up wide open looks in the second and third downs. The soft zone has gotten very old the past few years. I would like to see them attack on second and third downs specifically. Uh, also, do you think the Packers have a chance? Sure, they do. They have a chance, uh, but it's not very big. Uh, the continual stupid false start penalties and offside penalties have got to stop. Bottom line is that Detroit wins the game. Pretty easily against the banged-up Green Bay Packers, 34-24. Happy Thanksgiving. 34-24 would not be a bad way to go. It would be uh, – I could hear I could hear it now. The offense played better. They were able to move the football. Uh, and the defense, again, Joe Barry, death by a thousand cuts, everything he just said, it would be screams, screams for Joe Barry's head. I can hear that coming. I can hear that coming. 
877-867-1670. Ken says, no matter how love plays this year, it's at least watching a guy grow. Hopefully, it's better than listening to Rodgers make excuses and blame everybody else. And like the Jets, Rodgers has to get his media time. Hope they enjoy all of that. That is from Kent. Yeah, you know, Kent, I the the whole Rodgers thing, as much as I wanted to see Rodgers right off into the sunset with another ring, it just I, the realization was it wasn't going to happen here. Too much water had gone under the bridge and I don't want to rehash all of that, but it was it was when it happened and he moved on, it was like it was that moment that you kind of sit back and you go, "Wow. It's the end of an era." You know, yeah, you you just it's the end of Hall of Fame quarterback playing Green Bay for a while. And you you know it. Okay, because historically it's never happened. You're not going to get a third one. Just that just doesn't happen. So you're kind of like, okay, you sit back, and then after about a day or two, maybe three, when it all sinks in, you're like, you know what? Thank, I, I'm tired. I was tired. The grind was tiring. The 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 babysitting of an ego was tiring. Being spoken down to, the condescension was tiring. You know. It just, I agree with you. It was just time. And then obviously, you know, what happened, happened. And it still screws the Packers, you know, to lose lose the possibility of that first-round draft choice. So another hour yet to go. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this.